Welcome to Sales Secrets, new shows daily. Subscribe now. Okay, so we got the secrets before gym launch. Now, now comes like the good shit because literally every time you're on stage winning these awards, I'm like, it's so stupid to me. You know how you're like, oh, Tony Robbins said, go to California and you went to California. Like, I knew you guys were probably the number one top producers and I never reached out, which, which is pathetic, you know, at the time, but Hey, at least we're here now to learn your secrets. So let's hear it. Like what was the idea, the products, the market, and how the heck did you scale it to so many customers? Well, okay. The secret is that there are a lot of things that obviously I think Alex and I are good at, and we have complementary skill sets of, you know, I think it's hugely advantageous that both of us have a sales background. We also both have a fitness background. Those two things were extremely necessary to make gym launch work. But what a lot of people don't look at and what they don't understand is timing. And so like, I would love to sit here and tell you that there's some like crazy sales secret and crazy funnel that we use, but there's not Brandon. It's timing of the market. There are people right now that we look at in terms of portfolio companies that we want to take on. And I'm like, if this company had hit the market two years ago, he would be at 40 million, but he didn't. He hit it just now. And for that, he's not going to grow past 10. Mm. We came into the market when there was a gap. Okay. When we entered, what we both saw is that there were franchises and franchisors, right? And then there were marketing agencies that were just starting to pop up. There was barely anybody that was in the middle saying, let's teach these people how to be successful themselves. Let's grant them autonomy. Let's give them the tools to be successful. Let's teach them how to fish rather than fishing for them. At the same time that Facebook was actually easy as shit to use, that people could run an ad of, what's her name? I don't even know, you know, Kim Kardashian's butt. Yeah. <laughs> and they could get people in their gym. And it was for like 50 cents. We were the first ones to do that. And, but the thing was, is that we saw it. When we sought out and we started gym launch, we could see, and we were not like business, you know, savants at this. Like, we didn't even know anything about this, but what we could see is that there was a gap and we were like, you know what? I am one of these people, right? Like we're in the fitness industry. We're doing this. And we're like, why has nobody made this? Why is nobody doing this for gym owners? That is what we could see. We didn't have the business acumen. We didn't have the knowledge we have now. We didn't have this sophisticated stuff. But what we could see is the big fat obvious, which is there's a demand in the marketplace that's not being fulfilled. And we happen to have this skill set and we happen to have this great partnership and we're going to fill that gap. Yeah. And that's really what we did. And then we rode that wave of momentum and built something because if you don't have that momentum, it's a lot harder to get something off the ground. Once you get past the first few years of business and if you've established yourself as a, as a market leader, as we did with Gym Launch, it's a lot easier to continue to grow from there incrementally, not exponentially. And, I, and especially when the market's not trending like it was, right? Like boutique fitness was booming when we got in. It was like doubling year over year. It's not doing that anymore, right? And so businesses grow a lot of the times in accordance with the market. And so that's what we did. Um, now, what I will say is this, is that the advantage that we had is that if Alex and I did not have the skill set of sales like we did, I do not think we would have been able to capture the value that was sitting there. But we were able to capture it because of our skill set. And so what we did early on is in the very beginning, both Alex and I were kind of splitting our responsibilities of like the sales team, right? Like I was more management, he was more coaching. And it was like, that's kind of how we've always complimented each other. And then as the team continued to grow, Alex focused on the external marketing and I focused on externally, how we're going to market to get employees. And then we're both thinking of how am I going to, 
he's thinking, how am I going to sell to bring people into the business? I'm thinking, how am I going to sell to bring people to work in the business? And that's how we split our skill set. And the reason that I think we were able to grow exponentially is that I was fully focused on that talent acquisition funnel. And he was fully focused on client acquisition funnel. And what a lot of people do is they have one or the other, but they don't have both. And if you can get both and you can get a really strong funnel for both, then as you get more clients, you get more talent and it just continues to go at the same time. Most people, it's like this. And that's why their businesses continue to plateau, grow, plateau, grow. We were able to grow without having to plateau because we were able to do both at the same time. Yeah, I love that. And in the product, like the the audience may not know this. So at the beginning, you, you, you basically took over a gym, got a bunch of people to it. It was like, it was like you're launching these gyms on your own and you made like a a fee, like a rev share, or what was that deal before you kind of went from, we're going to do it all for you to, we're going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. So in the very beginning, what we would do is like Alex and I would fly out to a gym. We would do the marketing for them. And then one of us, we'd be each at a different gym. I'd be in Hawaii. He'd be in Virginia. We would sit at their front desk, call the leads. Then they would come in, we would sell the leads, and then we would take the upfront revenue from that sale. And then the gym owner would keep them on recurring and we would teach them how to like, Oh, got them it. And- That's cool. Yeah. It's almost like an affiliate model, but like live in person, I'm going to take a, a cost per acquisition and my CPA is what they pay me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that sophisticatedly thought out. You know, we were just like, we're trying to make money and we don't know how to do this. So we're going to sit at your desk and do it for you. Um, And then it transitioned into this licensing model, which was honestly just, we came across because we were trying to get out of the gym space. Um, And the first guy that we called, we were like, we're not going to do this, dude. Like we're so done flying out. We're done like sitting at people's front desks. Like it's not sustainable for us. It's not sustainable for our salespeople. Like we're just over it. And it turned out that people were so desperate for something. And that is when we really saw this opportunity that they said, I'll just pay you if you can teach me how you did it. And that's really how we came across to the licensing model, which what we did in the beginning, the structure was it's $16,000 for 16 weeks. I called it an intensive. So it's like, this is not a program. This is not a mastermind. This is not a course. This is an intensive that you're going to go through. Um, And we're going to teach you how to fish. And that was kind of our pitch, which was most people are fishing for you agencies. Yep. Or they are uh, teaching you, saying that they're teaching you how to do it like a franchise, but they're not actually giving you any autonomy. There's lots of red tape. We're in the middle, which is like, we're going to teach you how to be self-sufficient. And that was kind of our pitch early on. In the 16 grand. So I'm a gym owner. You come like you call, I come to you through an ad on Facebook or whatever, or you cold call me and I'm like, Hey, Layla, my, my gym is, I'm doing okay. Like I'm making a few hundred grand in profit. We're, we're doing good your pitch, your like the offer, the package, the program, what is that again? 16 weeks. And then like, what is everything included? Cause it sounded like, you know, from my research, you did a lot of different things in the program. Not so in the beginning versus where it is now are different in the beginning. It was, it's $16,000 for 16 weeks. And our guarantee was that you will make back your investment in the first 30 days. So the reason that Gym Launch has continued to be a market leader, and I can tell you this because PE firms have done plenty of research on it, is that our average customer makes back that $16,000 in 30 days still. And the way that you did the guarantee. So how do you do the guarantee? One, how do you come up with a guarantee? Two, how do you deliver on the guarantee? It's a conditional guarantee. If you're in a service business where that person has to put in, like we can't 
put the guarantee fully on us, right? Because it just doesn't make any sense because that business owner, it's not like we're in their business. We have to put some on them. So our guarantees have always been conditional service guarantees, which means that they have to do X, Y, and Z. So that might mean you have to get your ads up and going within five days of starting the program. You have to attend all of our Zoom calls. You have to meet with your coach four times and you have to price according to our pricing system. Mm. If you do those things, and you don't make your investment back, then you know you can get your money back if you really want it, right? But most people, what we know is that people that take those actions, almost all of them make their initial investment back in the first 30 days. The reason we were able to do that is because we took the data from the first however many months we're in business, and we took it and we looked at it. We're like, well, this is it's honestly pretty easy to hit. Most people actually make it back in their first three weeks. Wow. So saying 30 days is not even that hard to do. So we always tried to go under what we knew was possible so that most people, that's not going to end up being the case. If you enjoy Sales Secrets and you'd like to help out the show, go to the Apple Podcast app, the purple icon, and give us five stars. Those reviews help drive the show up the charts and through the algorithm so we can help even more salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Thank you for everybody that's done it. And if you haven't yet, please, please go give that a shot. Now back to the show. And you were able to figure that out. So these clients, these gyms, they would just like, here's all my sales data. You get access. Like, how did you get access to it? The data to figure out like, oh yeah, we could do a guarantee and it's going to be like, you'll make everything back in 30 days or less. So our coaches in the program, they'll capture that from them, right? Okay. Which is, you know, they they have to report on the, their cohorts and what their progress is. Um, and, you know, what we're able to see is that what I think a lot of people don't think about, and you know this, and you can probably appreciate it being in the SaaS industry, is like a lot of service businesses don't think about time to value. But in Gym Launch, that was our biggest indicator of success was when does the person derive value from the program, which is... The first time in someone like a coaching program like that, or like a, that's what I would call it. It's a coaching program, right? Essentially, Mm -hmm. they're doing all the work is when do they make their first sale? And then when do they recoup their initial investment? And those two things are like the two leading indicators of success in the program. And so that's why we try to tie all the guarantees around that because it's also helping them be more successful. Yeah, I love that. No, I, I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone in the services business use the word time to value. like ever. So that's awesome. And I love how you tied it to the gear. Like it's just, it's just ingenious. So this thing was 16 weeks. You said you, you get coach, you get coaching calls. Like, what do you get in that, that offer? And then I want to hear how, you know, where you took it. So 16 week intensive coaching calls, coach, what, what else did you in, in the team package to like accelerate their growth? The biggest thing that we did and continue to do is this, is that we spent We've spent anywhere from, you know, twenty to fifty thousand dollars a month on R and D. So what Gym Launch is always doing is staying on top of what's working in the marketplace. Well, the advantage that we have is that we serve one avatar in Gym Launch. It's gym owners and it's local boutique gym owners. It's not even yoga. It's not even Pilates. It's like boutique small gym business owners, right? Strength and conditioning style. We can constantly be testing what is working on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube all the time for that. And it's very specific. And then we can take that, those ads and that, you know, collateral, and we can give it to our gym owners in real time, or they can let us run it for them if we want. And so that's what we've always done. It's not just 
showing them how to do it. But if we can take it to the next level and give them the things that are working right now, then we will. Because we're such a niche business, we have that advantage. A lot of people, when they service, you got plumbers, you've got HVAC, you got you can't do that. But if you serve one specific avatar, that's why they say the riches are in the niches. You yeah. can charge more because you can also do more. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, gym launch was so expensive. I'm like, yeah. And we spent $50,000 a month on research and development to make sure that we were always had like the, the hottest ads, like what was working the most. We were getting like the lowest CPAs, like everything for those people, because you, that that's why you do that. Right. It's like, you charge the customer more so you can acquire more money so you can get better talent and that talent can spend more money on figuring out what's working even better for the customers. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And before I go into like scaling it, it's, were you ever nervous? Hey, we're going to go after gym owners, strength and conditioning. Uh, and we're going to sell like super tight niche and super high ticket. If I told that to anyone right now, they'd be like, you're, you're freaking crazy. You'll never make it. No one's going to pay it. Like, I just wouldn't believe it. Like you telling me 16 grand gym owners, strength and condition. I still don't believe it. Like, how did you like pick it and then stick with it? Did you ever feel like we'd run out of total dressable market? You name it. I think in the beginning, I think, you know, it's so funny. Me and Alice used to always be like, we've got like 18 months till we run out of the market. Yeah. Um, here's what you don't realize is that when you have a small market, uh, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to run out. I'm going to tap out my market. Okay, but how many new strength and conditioning gyms are popping up every year, every month, every week? Tons. Tons. And so why can't we take on those new ones? So it's like, yes, there are ones that are dying and ones that are going out of business and ones that aren't going to be here for some amount of time or you know, they're going to be in our program and then leave or go do something else or whatever, right? Natural churn. There's always new ones coming. And I think that's what people don't factor in. And our minds tend to go to like worst case, which is like, I'm going to run out of the market. And it's actually a joke with us because me and Alex used to say like, we're going to run out in like 18 months. This business is you know going to go down and like just keeps going and growing. Um, and so I think that a lot of that is fear-based. You know, I can tell you when we had our software, Alan, we worked with agencies and I can't tell you how many agencies would tell us. They'd be like, dude, I think I've tapped my market. And I'm like, you're spending 20 grand a month what? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you tapped your market. You think all the eyeballs in the world have seen your business by now? Like it's ridiculous. Right. But I think 100%. that it's just, it's just, it's an easy, it's an easy out because I think when things get hard, a lot of people look at, they're like, guess my market's too small. Like that's gotta be what it is. And I can think of 10 different examples of extreme niche businesses that are doing multiple hundreds of millions a year, but it's just that the advantage of niche is that you can provide that much more outsized value to those people. The problem is that a lot of people go into a niche and all they do is try to extract value rather than reinvest some of that value they're getting from their customers back into their business so they can continue to provide outsized returns for their customers. I love it. So, so you would basically, everything that you were doing, you would take these cheat codes, swipe files, you'd have like courses, coaches, swipe files, Pretty much everything that you would do if you were running it yourselves and you would just like, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And you do that over the course of the 16 weeks and probably a community and all of that jazz. And that was like gym launch going from we're, we're running it to now we're coaching you on how to do it. Is that a good yeah. summation? Yeah. And honestly, I think what, what made all of that possible was that Alex and I knew the product so well 
We had launched those gyms ourselves for a year beforehand, had a team launch gyms for six months after that, and then started that program. We were 1000% convicted in our product. And I was 1000% certain that I could make someone succeed. And if they didn't know how, we could figure out a way. And so that drips down to everybody in the organization. You know, if you're going to be selling something that's really high ticket, if anybody has any uncertainty about your ability to help that person or to navigate a tough situation when it comes or a tough customer, that's where people falter. And I think that a lot of people, they don't understand, like, there is not, if you, any gym owner that were to come to me now, even today, to me or Alex, like, there's just no way that it's possible that I do not add value to them or that our team wouldn't add value to them. Like, I just, it's impossible. And it's like, there's so much evidence of how many multiple million dollar gym owners we've made at this point and like the thousands of testimonials, like it's undeniable evidence. And so I think that's a huge piece of things that people don't understand is that because we had so much product knowledge, we had been our avatar, we had lived it, we had done it ourselves and now we're selling it. There's just so much in-depth knowledge. It's almost unreasonable to think that we wouldn't succeed. I love it. And, but a and, lot of people don't do that. Yeah. No, it. It's also like shiny object syndrome, getting excited about more markets, more shit to do. How, you know, are you guys chasing a lot of different acquisition channels or did you just like the one thing that just kept producing, 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 you, you know, how did you, cause you were super focused on the niche. And then what about, you know, oh, we need to do this. Like, you know, how did you stay disciplined there? Or maybe there wasn't discipline. I don't know. I think that a lot of what we would do is, you know, Alex tends to be the one with more ideas of how we can expand. And then I usually tend to be more frugal in terms of like where we should put our focus. And I think that we've balanced it out in terms of uh, what he's figured out is he focuses on, he would take all that energy and put it into making new marketing material and doing R&D for the company. So like all that energy that a lot of entrepreneurs use to then fuck up their company by adding in new things he realized he could channel into marketing and into R&D and that it would be helpful to the company rather than harmful. I think what a lot of people do is they have that energy and they don't understand how to channel it into maybe it's marketing, maybe it's content, maybe it's R&D. Instead, they put it into like, I need to go after a new avatar. I need to expand this market. I'm like, you're 18 months old. That doesn't make much sense, right? And so I think um, we we constantly were pouring that new creative energy into those rather than into more product lines for gym launch because it's always just looking at the opportunity cost, which is I could sell more of what I'm currently selling or what does it look like in terms of like the cost of change, the cost of the team, the cost of the added overhead, the cost of split attention for this new thing. And oftentimes that new thing doesn't win. It's very seldom that it does, but I don't think most people look at it that way. They think out of scarcity, they think I need to add on more. I need to do more. I need to get a new product line in right? But they don't think of the cost of that. And would you actually just make more money if you figured out more ways to sell the first thing you have? And so that's actually what we did. We started with paid ads and that was what get, got Gym Launch started. And then rather than adding in crazy new product lines and stuff, we've always just had like two levels of service. And that's what we still have to this day. Um, we added an outbound. So we said, let's keep our paid traffic running and let's build an outbound team and do outbound. Awesome. And that was you know, like one of the bigger things that grew the company after a certain point. And so I look at it like that new energy should just be put into new acquisition channels before it's put into new products, at least in the first couple of years of business. That's awesome. And and how far did at like, 
you know, if you if you recall, how far did ad, paid ads take you, like into the millions, and then how far did you know when did you put on outbound? Like, what ARR were you at, and then what did you scale it to? Um, I think that we started doing outbound only two years ago, so we were at maybe like close to forty million. Okay. Million. Um, Damn. So paid ads, and- paid ads took you far, zero to forty. Well, paid ads, and I'll tell you this, which is at every event that we'd ever had, 85% of gym owners in the room at each of our events were referred by somebody else. So is it the ads or is it like, is the ad what tipped them over the edge after their friends told them like six times they should go join this thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like ads plus virality, referral, you know, and probably a high net promoter score. If you guys are kicking ass, like that's where those referrals come in. Yeah, I think that there's just what I think was the undeniable part was that people always said this, even if somebody would like end up leaving the program or they would be upset about it, because I look at all that stuff, right? They would always be like, well, I got my ROI. Like what Jim Launch is best in the market at, if you look at like ratings, was making people money. Mm. Like, so it's like the product that people were promised, which is like, we'll make you more money, was always something I felt confident we could deliver on. Now, a lot of the other ancillary stuff around that, when you start making a business more money, other things are going to break. And then they might be upset about that. They're like, well, now I've got all these problems on the back end. I need more trainers and I can't get trainers and like all these things, right? But the core promise of making people more money was something we were always able to uphold. Thanks for joining Sales Secrets. New shows daily. Subscribe now.